0: Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Schurz, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're listening to this podcast to hopefully facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give us a call at 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. I want to talk to you about one of the biggest financial decisions that you will make in your life. That is home buying, borrowing money. Taking out a mortgage on a home, it's a a sometimes a stressful situation. Regardless of whether it's your first home or your tenth home, um, it's it's a a period of time where you've probably done a lot of research. Uh, you're dealing with a, a myriad of people, realtors, loan officers, underwriters, banks, and and you get a little overwhelmed. And sometimes you end up making bad decisions. And I want to talk to you about that today because it's uh, one of those situations that my wife and I just recently have been involved with. Um, we, we made a decision that we wanted to buy a home in Florida. Um, so we spent uh, just about a year uh, looking around and doing some research, and I had made the decision that I did not want to, to take out a mortgage, I wanted to, do, to pay cash for a house, uh, in light of the current uh, pandemic situation, the uncertainty uh, of, of income, uh, those types of things. So we really just kind of downsized what we um, uh, were looking at, um, found a, a good opportunity in a, a community, uh, and made our purchase. Even then it was a stressful situation simply because uh, we were trying to make the right decision, uh, trying to get the right price, you know, with with um, and communities, especially in Florida, you know what what are the condominium fees, the homeowners association, uh, what are the utilities going to be like at a new location? All these things kind of just bundle up together, and the only thing that really uh, helped me through that process is that I did not run. Uh, through the decision making I walked through the decision making and I created a list of things that were very important to to what I was trying to do and we uh, just about a month ago uh, closed on a home here we've been here about a week uh, we've we bought a home that needed a little bit of work to it but we've, we just slowly started to do the work uh, and and so far we're happy with the purchase now the the issue of taking out a mortgage creates a whole new gamut of issues, okay? This is really directed uh, at those people who have not uh, dealt with mortgages before. Um, and and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shed some light on some, some issues that will hopefully keep you out of financial uh, issues uh, as you make this major purchase in your life. So what is a mortgage? A mortgage is basically you're borrowing money at a, either a fixed or a variable interest rate uh, to buy a piece of property. Um, condominium, house, whatever it may be. And what I see, the first mistakes that people make, is they go online and they fill out a questionnaire based on their income, um, how long they've worked at a job, that type of thing. And the calculator will come back and say, you can borrow... For example, $300,000 based on your income and your credit score. And what happens is those people that have filled out the questionnaire start looking for houses in the $300,000 range. Um, They they don't look at anything lower. Uh, They don't look at a payment that is lower. They they look at the maximum amount that they can borrow and the maximum amount uh, that their budget will allow. Okay? So that's mistake number one. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Let me say it again. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Now, a couple of my my adult children have just recently went through this process, and and they were bouncing questions off of me and saying, you know, Dad, um, you know, they they say that we could borrow you know one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars based on our income, and I said, well, what what is the you know the the interest rate? What is your budget you know what what do you have going out every month now? Uh, what is the planned payment on a 30 year uh, or a 15 year uh, fixed uh, mortgage uh, and then we started to really kind of dissect this down and they're like well they're they're saying we can afford more more than we actually can I said yeah that's kind of what happened in two thousand seven two thousand eight time period when the mortgage bubble burst. People were borrowing much more than they could afford, and, and I don't think it's really been fixed. Now credit is tightened; it's a little tougher uh, to get credit. But I'm still seeing them, uh, the banks offering loans that that these folks just cannot afford, or it will take them to the 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 point that their uh, um the income, their discretionary income is is kind of low uh after the fact there's really no money to, to pay taxes or to invest or to set aside for a rainy day in emergency fund they're just kind of maxed out now depending on what type of mortgage it is the the discretionary income uh numbers are different um and like i said credit is a little tougher to get uh, but um i still see problems in that area you know an old rule of thumb now I've been a financial planner for um, twenty-four and a half years. Uh, an old rule of thumb is this, and it is pretty accurate: is your total amount of your mortgage should not be more than your annual income. Okay, whether it's it's single income or joint income. So if you have a a combined joint income in your household of one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you should not should not buy a home higher than one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Another, just a very simple rule of thumb is your mortgage payment should not be more than one week's income. So if you have $750 a week in income, your mortgage payment should not be higher than that. Once again, I see people get into a lot of trouble in this area because the bank or the lending institution is willing to loan them more than they can really afford. So if, they, if their weekly income is $750, but the bank says, you know, you, you can actually uh, pay $1,000 and, and, and you would qualify, I see people doing that. Uh, and it's dangerous. You should never stretch, you should never stretch what you think you can afford, okay? Just because the bank says that you can doesn't mean that you should. It is a slippery slope. Okay, and I see people get into a lot of trouble. Um, let me give you a, a for instance. Let's say that the bank offered you this criteria of uh, we'll we'll uh, loan two hundred thousand dollars on a house um, based on your credit, based on your income, and you were in the food services business, or you were in the travel industry, or you owned a small business that was non-essential as of last March or April of 2020. All of a sudden, now you have no income coming in, okay? Uh, Or reduced income because your hours have been cut or you've had reduced capacity at your restaurant or whatever it may be. Now, just because the bank said that you could afford $1,000 a month, but you can't, okay? You have to take into consideration before that you get into this big financial decision, that you have the emergency funds available in case something happens. When you're in a situation or you 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 have put yourself in a situation because you have believed some of this nonsense of you can afford uh, uh, criteria, uh, but you put yourself in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck, people, that is in a bad spot to be bad spot to be now i am surrounded by the home buying uh experience here in southwest florida everybody i meet seems to be a realtor or no realtor right everybody's buying houses it's actually difficult to buy a house because when a house uh, a nice house goes on the market you get five or six offers within the first couple of hours sometimes um it's competitive so people are are because of the the issue of um, putting offers on a house and they're getting either declined or the oh, the seller's already accepted an offer, we people are making decisions based on expedience versus uh, um, common sense, right? I see people making bad decisions. So listen, once again, it's another subject that is really a situation where it should be very simple the first thing and i want is the third time i've said this just because you can doesn't mean you should just because the bank says that they'll loan two hundred thousand dollars on the house doesn't mean that every house you look at is two hundred thousand dollars Look at houses that are one hundred and twenty-five dollars to $150,000 based on your area. I know, depending on the geographic location where you're looking, that may be a trailer. You know, In certain parts of rural America, that may be a four-bedroom, three-bath house sitting on a lake. It really depends on where you're at. But don't put yourself in a situation. Don't back yourself into a corner financially making this big decision. The other thing is this. You really need to do a time value amortization uh, uh, calculation on how much that house is actually going to cost you over a 30-year time frame. Because people have the tendency to extend the mortgage payments as long as they can because they think they're paying uh, a smaller amount. But if you you, uh, actually calculate it out, sometimes you're paying two to three times what the asking price was of that house over the 30 years. So, if the house was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, depending on the interest rates, you may end up paying five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars over the next thirty years, versus making a comparison, paying a little bit more, okay, uh, up front or put, putting another down, uh, a, a higher down payment, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. Um, but reducing the amount of years you pay sometimes it can be a six figure difference in the final payoff. Now, let's talk about the down payment. So, if, if you're in a situation where you're, you, you don't have, um, for example, uh, a, a VA loan. VA loans don't, do not require a down payment for the most part. Um, a, a federal home loan uh, may require 3 to 6% FHA. Uh, but if you are looking at a conventional mortgage and the bank says, listen, um, you, know, you need to put 20% down. Um, a lot of people can't do that, right? So this is where I actually like what the banks are doing, uh, or the lending institutions or the loan originators. If you don't personally have enough money to put 20% down on a house, you probably can't afford the house. Okay. Um, and the loan originators are actually asking where the 20% is coming from. And I love that. Because a lot of people are going to mom and dad or grandma and grandpa and saying, hey, can I borrow the 20% down on this house? I need $40,000 on this uh, $200,000 house and I'll pay you back. Um, The loan originators are saying, where did the money come from? You have to show us. Now, as a financial planner uh, who manages money, I have seen this several times over the last uh, 36 months. Uh, And... You have to show to the penny where that money comes from. I see, for example, people cashing in investments, maybe uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, maybe sometimes smaller IRAs, whatever it may be. The loan originator needs documentation on what was liquidated, the date it was liquidated, how much it was liquidated for, to substantiate where it came from. Because if you are borrowing the down payment, you're probably not going to get approved. I like that. One of my own children did that. Came to me and said, Dad, can I borrow uh, X number of dollars? Now, I knew what I was going to say before it ever came out of their mouth. Okay, And I knew it was going to create a strain on the relationship. But I said, no, child, I'm not going to loan you the money for your down payment. And I explained why. I said, if you haven't been a good enough steward a good enough steward, to have the funds set aside for a down payment on the house. You're not ready for your first time home buying experience. You should not have to borrow money for the down payment. If you have to borrow money for the down payment, you probably can't afford the home. Okay? You with me? So, once again, for those people who are, are just possibly looking at their first time, uh, at looking to buy a home, just a few really, really good pieces of advice. One week's or one week of income. You know, if you get paid once a month, divided by four. If you get paid twice a month, divided by two. That should should never be higher than your mortgage payment. I'm sorry, your mortgage payment should never be higher than one week's uh, uh, take home pay, not gross take home pay. And the value of the home should not be more than an annual income. Okay. So if you're a gross, adjusted gross income, uh joint you and your wife work, um is $150,000 adjusted gross income, AGI. Um just because you grossed 225, but your AGI uh and what you pay taxes on was 150, then the home purchase should be at 150,000. Um that is it's just an old uh stewardship method. Uh, but it's it's pretty reliable, okay. The the second thing I want to tell you is this: if you can't afford the down payment on the house, you can't afford the house, okay. A lot of people don't like me to say that, but it, there's a whole lot of truth that I'm telling you, time and time and time again. I've seen people get into financial trouble, and a lot of those people could not afford the down payment on the house. They borrowed it; they were just a bad risk to begin with. It was it was it, when you're borrowing the down payment, you're basically saying, "I need a co-signer." Because I can't afford this house. That's what you're saying, okay? Uh, the third thing is this: Do not be pressured by the realtor or the uh, the loan company. Do not be pressured, okay? Sometimes you got to say stop, stop. You, you're going to get the strong strong arm technique such as this house isn't going to be on the market long it's not going to last long there's going to be a lot of people wanting to buy this house you need to make a decision today 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 people walk away walk away if that find another realtor i'm serious i am absolutely serious that is juvenile high pressure tactics on the probably the biggest financial decision you're going to make in your life you don't need that person in your life uh, if if um, you succumb to that, you may regret it in the future. Okay? The other thing is this. you got to remember, <clears throat> that house payment, that mortgage payment, is probably going to include your property taxes and your insurance. So they may say, well, you can borrow $150,000, and your payment's going to be $750 a week on that $150,000. You should say, well, what about my escrow? Oh, well that's another $300. Oh, so I'm now at $1,050 a month. Yeah, you're at $1,050 a month. Well, what happened to the $750? Well, it didn't include your escrow for your insurance and your taxes. You gotta include that, all right? So when I say that your payment for that house should not be more than one week's income, that should include your property taxes and your insurance. If you follow those very simple rules, In regards to that major financial decision, I'm telling you, you're probably preventing yourself from a bad financial issue in the future, okay? I'm not a realtor. I am a financial planner by trade, by discipline. Um, I'm a certified kingdom kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, uh, pastor. I don't want you to lay awake at night and worry about money, okay? Okay? I I don't want that to happen. This isn't an issue about keeping up with the Joneses. And I'm afraid that that's what a lot of people are doing. Well, my best friend or my best man or my maid of honor bought a $400,000 house in this community and we want to live in there. Well, you may not be able to afford it. okay? Or what you may know or don't know is they may have bought a $400,000 house, but their house doesn't have any furniture in it because they can't afford it. okay? Or they may be eating top ramen and hot dogs because they can't afford groceries after making their house payment people keep it simple right the kiss acronym keep it simple stupid right i'm not calling you stupid um but i'm just I, i'm pleading with you be a good steward okay don't overextend yourself um in in regards to this this uh, buying a home I, and listen home ownership is a great thing right Uh, you should show pride in it you know you're putting a roof over your family's head uh take care of your house Uh, they're actually a pretty good investment uh most times uh real estate doesn't depreciate it can obviously but it's not overall a bad thing that's why i don't really balk at people borrowing money for a mortgage i think it's one of those one of those debt issues that that from a financial planning standpoint that that I can absorb and say, yeah, you know, it's probably not a bad decision, but the criteria is, can you afford it? Okay. I'm not saying what the bank says. I'm not saying what the loan originator originator says. I'm not saying what the realtor says. I'm saying from a a financial stewardship standpoint, can you afford it without extending yourself to the point where you are worried uh, or you lose your home because you got reduced hours at work? Okay. I'm going to stop there. If you have questions, if you have questions, number one, you know, vet the realtor, all right? You don't have to pick the first realtor that shows up on your doorstep. Now, everyone's got a brother-in-law or a cousin or or a family member that's a realtor, okay? And I understand it's uncomfortable at Christmas if you choose somebody else. But do not choose someone that strong-arms you, all right? If you have a hard time saying no... You need to find someone that educates you, gives you your options. I like the the realtors that are only working for the buyer, not for the seller. Okay, it's just a personal opinion. Uh, when when you've got someone that is a representative for the buyer um, and the seller, sometimes there's a conflict of interest. Okay, it's it's a personal choice. That's my personal choice. Um, but if you got questions, feel your, feel free to give me a call. 888-226-7614. If you're an angry realtor because you didn't like what I said, don't call me. <laughs> uh, um, I don't want to get into a battle about you know, uh, strong-arming a, a buyer. Um, but it's wrong if you're doing it. Uh, same thing with loan originators or banks, loan officers. So listen, it's an educational process. Educate yourself. Find a professional that helps you in that process. And there's a lot of good ones out there. OK, uh, I've got a lot of good friends that are really good realtors that will educate you and show you your options without making you feel uh, like you've got to make an instantaneous decision. All right. So 888-226-7614. You can find us at com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.